Hey guys, it's Simeon. This is Brussling Unlimited, as we are here on the 27th of September 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw. And I'm going to say right now, I actually thoroughly enjoyed tonight's Monday Night Raw. I don't think there was really anything I didn't. Mm, there was nothing I hated. I will say that there was nothing I actually hated on this show. There were a couple things where I'm like, eh, that was all right. Or, eh, we could have done without that. But there was nothing that I actually hated on this show. I thought the opening stuff with Big E and Bobby Lashley was really good. And then the New Day and the Hurt Business being back together. We'll get into all that. Main event was fantastic. So, yeah, I thought, you know, a lot of good stuff. There was quite a few good matches as well. Like the Angel Garza, even though it was short, Angel Garza versus Eric. I thought it was good to get Angel Garza over. The Ricochet-Reginald match, even though it ended in a DQ, I thought, hey, we actually get to see Reggie wrestle, not just run around and be chased by people. And so many other things. Kind of weird. The U.S. title match, though, was kind of weird because they should have done it the night before as a no DQ. Because Never mind, never mind. We'll get into all that. First off, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can subscribe either with a tiered subscription, just like Rosario recently did. But if you go, eh, I don't really have the money, don't worry, because, well, right now it's September. September, that is. And in September, your subscription, your tier one, tier two, tier three subscription, is 20% off. But the cool thing is you pay 20% less, we still make 100% of the profits. Amazon and Twitch say, hey, we're not going to screw the creators, but we're going to help out the people that want to support. So all of your subs and get and gift subs are 20% off. Also, remember, if you don't have the money and you say, hey, I pay for Amazon Prime, well, um, hold on. Why is somebody saying Mike off? No one else is saying it. So since Saturday... You maybe just have the stream muted because everything looks good to me. I mean, I'll pull it up here on my phone just to double check. Always scares me when someone says that because it's like, um, what the hell? And I pull the stream up on my phone. Turn my volume up. If it'll load. Yeah, we're fine. I don't know. You must have it muted since Saturday. You must have it muted. But anyways, anyways, if you say, hey, I pay for Amazon Prime already. Well, you're in luck. All you got to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. And then it turns your Twitch account into a Prime Gaming account. As a Prime, With a Prime Gaming account, you sometimes get free games from Amazon. Sometimes you get free. Well, a lot of times you get free in-app purchase stuff. And you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. But in, even, even, even if you don't have Amazon Prime, you got to know somebody that does. Your mom, your dad, 
your brother, your sister, your auntie, your uncle, your dog walker, the girl that cut your hair yesterday at Supercuts, the guy that rotated the tires on your car at Walmart. Say, hey, you got Amazon Prime? Yeah. Can I use it to link it to my Twitch? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to support PW Unlimited. All those cool things. But on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Also remember, well, with that, you're helping out the channel here, and all Super Chats do get read live on the air. But you can also subscribe to the channel by hitting that join button, join button down below and joining the Unlimited Army. With that, you get early access to news, early access to podcasts, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. And the best way to support us, patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. But we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. Let's jump right in. Uh, Fonzie says, did you install an M.2 drive into your PS5? Haven't needed to yet. So I'm just going to wait on that. Haven't needed to. I haven't filled it up yet because a lot of people fill up their PS5s quickly because they put all their PS4 games on there. But what you don't realize and what some people don't realize is that, like in my case, I had a two terabyte external hard drive plugged into my PS4. Well, well. All I had to do was unplug it from my PS4, plug it into my PS5, bada-bing, bada-boom. All my PS4 games are on my PS5 now. And they're all off the hard drive, the external 2 terabyte um, hard drive. So, again, not a lot of straight-up PS5 games yet. So, got all your PS4 games. External hard drive, 80 bucks for a 2 terabyte at Best Buy, and there you go. Hamzid. What show were you watching? Raw's Trash? No, it wasn't. Tonight's Monday Night Raw was really, really good, bro. And we're going to talk about that right now as the show opened with a video package. Show opened with a video package recapping Big E beating Bobby Lashley for the belt and pinning him again last night at Extreme Rules. The show then opens with a 10-minute or just shy of 10-minute WWE Championship match that unfortunately ended in a DQ. Um, Alan Reed, I don't know what you're talking about. They never had a red steel cage. They had a red hell in a cell, but they never had a red steel cage. So, yeah. Never had a red steel cage in WWE. It was always a red hell in a cell. But Lashley quickly backed Biggie into the corner, so Biggie smacked him, just slapped him right across the face. This pissed off Lashley. And he waylaid Big E. Came up bleeding from the mouth from this. Lashley then posted him. But Big E responded with an overhead suplex on the mat. That led to a commercial break. Less than three minutes into the match. It was a short break. So that was good. And it was picture in picture. Don't get many of those on Raw. Lashley regained control by hitting a flatliner. They collided. As both hit clotheslines for a double down spot. Lashley then cut off Biggie's comeback and attempted a swinging neckbreaker. Biggie went for the big ending, but Lashley fought his way onto the apron. This led to Biggie hitting a big spear through the ropes to delight the crowd. We then see him in their gear, in their shirts. The Hurt Business is back. Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. But they don't touch Biggie. Cedric is standing off to the side. Shelton puts his hands up like, hey, I didn't touch him. I didn't touch him. And so Big E 
and Bobby Lashley go at it for a moment at ringside. Lashley hit a spear as Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods run down. They chase the uh, Hurt Business into the ring, and the referee calls for the disqualification. Brawl then spills, you know, like I said, in the ring, out of the ring, all around the ringside area. And I I don't know. I didn't like that they did the DQ, but I understand it. I get it. I, I, I totally get it. So they're all fighting, and the match gets called off, and this and that. Adam Pearce comes out pissed. Adam Pearce comes out and says, you know what? No, 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 no. This is not how this is going to end tonight. This is not what we're doing tonight. We're going to get this match, and we're going to get a finish, and we're going to get a winner. And how about this? Later on tonight, Biggie and Bobby Lashley will fight again for the WWE Championship inside of a steel cage. And I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty interesting. I like that move. I like that a lot. Atimi Hiss says, they did a blue steel cage, old school steel. Yeah, like way back in the day, like 80s and early 90s. They haven't had a blue steel cage in forever. They did the blue cage, then they did the black cage, and now they have the regular steel-looking cage. But they never had just a straight-up red steel cage in WWE. So next up, Angel Garza and, well, I, yeah, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo did a backstage promo. Basically explaining that they're handsome, and because they're handsome, they always get their way, and they always find victory. I'm like, okay, they're they're male Carmellas. So next up, Angel Garza took on Eric, and it was funny because I think it was Byron that flubbed and said, oh, we got the Viking Raiders in the ring for some great tag team action upcoming. <laughs> and Corey has to go, well, actually, no, Byron. It's singles action for Eric here tonight. And I go, oop, someone didn't get the memo. Anyways, Eric took on Angel Garza, and the match only went two minutes, but I thought it was pretty good. Eric hit a knee strike and became distracted by Carrillo, who jumped up on the apron, seemingly ready to throw Garza's pants at him. So I think Carrillo is now a heel, because he's with Garza, and Garza's a heel. Eric turned around and ate a super kick by Garza, who finished him off with the wing clipper to pick up the victory. Uh, also, I forgot to mention, they did a video package just recapping everything that happened at Extreme Rules with Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, and the post-match freakout. Commercial draft begins on Friday, which is weird that they have the commercial that says draft begins on Friday, yet there was a commercial later in the show that said, find out what happens in the WWE draft in two weeks. Now, I... I think I get it. I think I get it. And maybe I'm over. I'm not looking too much into this because then they go at the end of that commercial, the WWE draft next, or it doesn't say next week. It doesn't say next week. It just says the WWE draft Monday night, raw October 4th. But the beginning of the promo, it says in two weeks, making you think that the draft is happening in two weeks, but it's happening next week. I think what the commercial was supposed to be saying was in two weeks, raw could look different after the draft concludes the draft finishes up. Next week. I think that's what it was saying. A lot of confusion online about that. People were like, wait, what, huh? The draft is spilling into a two-week thing. Like, a lot of people were confused by that commercial. But I think what it was, it was saying, in two weeks, Raw could look different. Because the draft is taking place on October 4th. And people will be moving from Raw to SmackDown to SmackDown to Raw. I think that is what the commercial was trying to say. But at first glance, and first just watching it really fast, it was a little confusing. So next up, Reggie came out. To defend the 24-7 championship. And they go, wait. 
But with Reggie's coming out here, that means four titles are on the line tonight, not three. Four titles, including the 24-7 championship. And he defended against none other than Ricochet. And Reggie had an actual match. An actual match. Reggie took on Ricochet as Truth, Drew Gulak, and Drake Maverick were sitting at ringside. Well, actually sitting in the front row with the crowd. Two men fought and had actual match. Like I said, they locked up at the beginning. Ricochet did a couple flips. Reggie did a couple flips. The fight spilled to the outside, and that is where all the chaos happened. Where Truth and Gulak attacked Reggie, and I go, well, that's a heel thing to do for Truth. And then they attack Ricochet, and they beat down Ricochet, and I go, holy fuck, have they turned Truth heel? I don't think so, but that was a very heel thing to do. And all of a sudden, Maverick's got a walkie-talkie, and he's like, it's time, it's time, come on, come on, come on, he's going to get away. Reggie's running up the ramp, and out comes Akira Tozawa. Here's Zell tried to attack Reginald. He knocked him down with the spinning crossbody and left. So Tozawa gets into the ring. And actually, no, no, the Tozawa thing was after the Riddle interview. So Tozawa's sitting in the ring waiting for his time, and they cut to the back. Kevin Patrick interviewed Riddle, who said he's on his own tonight. Riddle said Randy was taking a break. He then said, Randy, I know you said you want to RKO me unconscious, but that may hurt your back, so we're not going to have that happen. He then starts rambling about Randy Orton and him probably watching at home, and because they have their headphones, they're in simpatico, and they're still connected, even though Randy isn't here, and he rambled on and on and on, and said he's listening to Randy's theme song, then he sang the song, I hear voices in my head, they talk to me, talk to me, understand. Riddle, suddenly they realize that almost and AJ were standing next to him, he looks up at almost. And they stare back at him. And the segment ends. And we learned that Riddle will be taking on AJ Styles later on tonight. Which we learned earlier in the day as well. So it says I was sitting in the ring. And he's pissed off. And he says, you know what? I demand a match right now. I want Truth or Gulak. Even, even McIntyre. Whoever. Give me somebody. And out comes Keith Bearcat Lee. Lee had new gear, new gear with Bearcat on the, excuse me, on the back. Match goes all of 36 seconds. Lee won quickly with a big bang catastrophe. And this is exactly what they should have been doing with, with Keith Lee since he debuted on the main roster. And I, I sent that tweet, that tweet out. I said, this should have been the Keith Lee we've seen since the beginning. This is what they should have been doing with Keith Lee since the start. And someone comes at me and goes, they did. But then he had to take time off because he got sick from COVID. And I go, no, 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 no. Keith Lee came in and was thrust into a program with Randy Orton because he was just the extra guy in the Randy Orton-Drew McIntyre feud, and it did him no favors. So no, he did not come in as just this monster that's going to wreck people in 30 seconds. So when people try to come at me and try to correct me, and they're wrong, just, just stay away. Just stay away. Damien Priest did a pre-tape promo. Saying that he wanted to finish Sheamus once and for all. The two will have a U.S. title match with no DQ and no countout. Yet, yet, the fucking match last night technically was no DQ, no countout. And they didn't take advantage of it. In a WWE, all triple threat and fatal four ways and whatnot are contested under no disqualification and no countout. It was weird that they didn't. Use all this kind of stuff last night on the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. 
WWE did announce that St. Louis will be hosting the 2022 Royal Rumble. It will be taking place from the Dome at America Center. It's the old field for the stuff previous former St. Louis Rams, now the Los Angeles Rams. This is where they used to play. Full capacity of 67,000. WWE said they're expecting a little over 40,000. 40,000 plus. So do they try to get 50? Do they try to get 60? Do they try to get 70 with floor seats? I don't know. I don't know what they said. They're trying to get 40,000 plus for the Royal Rumble next year. I don't know what the Royal Rumble capacity record is. Let's see if we can look it up really fast. WWE Royal Rumble uh, ten, uh, attendance record. What's the attendance record for the Royal Rumble? Um, That's WrestleMania. Let's see. Um, Find Royal. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Royal Rumbles. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. 60,000 in 1997 when they were in the Alamo Dome. That is the most attended Royal Rumble. 60,447. January 19th, 1997. San Antonio, Texas. The Alamo Dome. Main event of that show was Psycho Sid versus Shawn Michaels for the WWE Championship. That was also the year that I want to say Stone Cold, yeah, Stone Cold won the Royal Rumble by eliminating Bret Hart. So that's the Royal Rumble record right now, 60,447. But we'll see. We'll see if they break that or if they just stick around 40,000 like they stated. I think saying 40,000 now kind of guarantees that that's what they're looking for, at least 40,000 and not really doing too much more than 40,000. Also interesting, they're going away from baseball fields and baseball stadiums and going straight big-ass stadiums, big-ass football stadiums. I thought it was cool that you had WrestleMania in the football stadium, Royal Rumble in the baseball stadium, and then I don't know what they do with SummerSlam next year. Because they've already announced that Money in the Bank's going to be in a stadium. So that right there, we know of at least, at least three to five stadium shows in 2022 for WWE, if not six. We don't know where SummerSlam's going to be, but we know WrestleMania, AT&T Stadium. We know Royal Rumble in the Dome at America Center. We know Money in the Bank at um, at just Allegiant Stadium. And the two Saudi shows are always in stadiums as well. So that's five right there. Maybe they only do one Saudi show next year. I don't know. And they haven't said anything about where SummerSlam is going to be. I doubt Survivor Series is in a stadium, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. But there's a lot, a lot of big shows next year planned for WWE. Kevin Patrick interviewed Big E. He was flanked by the New Day. Big E cut a very serious promo where he called his shot and said that he's going to win. He said he already called it by cashing in, and he's going to defend his title tonight successfully. He said he was calling a shot again, and no one can stop him, not even Bobby Lashley. Next up, we had a 15, almost 16-minute match. No DQ, no countout. It was Damian Priest defending the United States Championship against Sheamus. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I like this match a lot. But Priest tried for the broken arrow early on in the match and only got a one count off of it. He set up. A table soon after there, but Sheamus attacked him and sent him into the steel steps. He battled on the apron until Sheamus hit a white noise through the table, which 
didn't look really fun for for Freeze because he landed hard on his shoulder. Um, TJ says I thought um, Survivor Series was Barclays. I'm talking about next year. Talk about next year. I know this year's Survivor Series is Barclays, but I mean next year. I don't think that they would do Survivor Series in a stadium, even though it's considered one of the big four. I don't think it is anymore. I think it's Big Five, maybe. But you can throw money in the bank now as Big Four, not not Survivor Series. But that's what I was talking about, TJ. Not this year. This year it's Barclays. Next year, 2022. Anyways, going forward. Uh, after commercial break, Sheamus attacked with the kendo stick. For hitting a power slam for a two. And these guys were laying in these kendo stick shots. Sheamus mocked Priest before trying something off the top. But Priest nailed him with the kendo stick. And attacked repeatedly. Again, these two were hitting each other hard. They were laying it in as they say. Sheamus managed to shove Priest into the post. And the barricade. Priest had a cut, a cut and a bruise on the upper part of his back. From the table bump I believe. And maybe even some of the... um. What's it called? Kendo stick shots. Priest attempted to come back, but Seamus cut him off and drove him face first into a steel chair that was wedged into the corner in the turnbuckle. Seamus followed this up with an Alabama slam for a two. Seamus went for a bro kick and Priest chucked a chair in his face. I think he got his hands up in time to block most of it. Priest then hit a uh, choke slam and got a near fall off of it. Priest followed this up with a series of kicks. But Sheamus came right back with the lifting, jumping knee for a near fall. It traded reversals until Priest launched Sheamus into a table that was set up in the corner. Priest followed with a reckoning for the pinfall victory. I thought this match was really good, really strong. They beat the crap out of each other. They laid shit in. And this is what they should have done last night. Add Jeff Hardy so he could jump off of a ladder and there you go. I thought this match would have served wonders last night on the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Speaking of Jeff Hardy... Mustafa Ali approached Mansoor and asked him if he really asked Jeff Hardy to be their partner tonight. Mansoor thought that it was a great opportunity. Ali started trash-talking Hardy until Hardy walked up from behind. Hardy wanted to hear what Ali had to say, but Mansoor kind of stopped it. Hardy said he was pumped, beat up Jinder Mahal and his buddies in the next match. They randomly announced here, coming up in a little bit, we're going to get word from Goldberg. And I go, well, that's random. I guess they're setting up Saudi. Him and Bobby. We had a six-man tag team match. That went just shy of four minutes. It was Jinder Mahal, Veer and Shanky, against Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, and Jeff Hardy. Not much really happened in this match, and Veer picked up the victory, pinning Ali after a big clothesline that turned Ali in side out. It wasn't much of a match, and there's not really anything to recap or talk about. Uh, Brian Polkamp says, I was there live in Cincinnati, and it was so fun. Awesome. Was there any dark match after the Raw broadcast ended? Let us know if anything happened after the show. I know they taped the main event before the show, but was there any, like, for the crowd only dark match? Uh, yes, Survivor Series is after the Saudi show. They already announced that. WWE already announced the Survivor Series is. So, Saudi is, I want to say, September 21st. That's Crown Jewel 2021 is September 26th. No, October 21st. Why did I say? I, I was way off. So, Crown Jewel is Thursday, October 21st in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. 
And then Survivor Series is Sunday, November 21st in the Barclays Center. Going forward, Karrion Cross did a promo in the back. Just said that everyone will fall and pray. And then he took on Jackson Riker in a minute and a half. Cross won by submission using a nasty-looking Saito suplex in the cross jacket. I don't even think Cross had the hold on fully, though, before Riker tapped out. Uh, Floppy Disk Drive says, did they advertise Goldberg before tonight? No. They didn't tell us Goldberg was even going to appear till like, hour two. Halfway through hour two, I think it was. They just randomly go, oh, by the way, we're going to hear from Goldberg in a little bit. And I go, what the what? Yes, Gabriel, most Saudi shows are in the middle of the week. A lot of them are Thursday mornings. A lot of them are Thursdays. And again, the next one, Crown Jewel, Thursday, October 21st at, I'll tell you what time, at 1 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. local time, which West Coast would be 11, 10, 11, 12, well, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Going forward, see Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce. When Dewdrop would approach them, says, we got this open challenge later on tonight. I want the opportunity to face Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. And Sonya Deville goes, mm, you know, you do have a couple wins over Eva Marie. Maybe you do deserve the title. Unlike Naomi, who doesn't even deserve to be on the SmackDown roster. But that's, that's beside the point. I think we can grant you this opportunity. I think we can give you the match. But you have to do one thing for me, Dewdrop. And Dewdrop's like, what? She's like, if you win, I want you to do your dance for me. Do your dance for me if you win that title tonight. Dewdrop danced and got excited. Interesting that they did the Naomi reference, though, with, with Sonya Deville. I mean, this could be leading to Sonya's return match against Naomi. And Naomi's a great opponent. Even if she's maybe nervous about getting back into the ring, Naomi is somebody that I would be like, you know what? You need to have confidence in the match you're going to have because you haven't wrestled in over a year. Well over a year. Well, take on Naomi. Naomi's a consummate professional. Naomi's someone like Natalia, where you know that the match is going to be decent, or not just decent, but could be really good, but nothing bad's going to happen. That She's going to be very solid. That's the word I was looking for, solid. Last to cut a promo in the back, speaking directly into the camera. He spoke about all the ways he could destroy Big E tonight in the steel cage. And get back what he says is rightfully his, the WWE Championship. I freaking love these. They need to do more. Just turn on the camera, speak into it, and talk shit on your opponent, and hype up your match. They were doing these last year a little bit, but they need to do more of these. WWE needs to do more of just, man, I'm pissed off. I gotta fight you later. I'm gonna look right at the camera, and I'm gonna get my title back, and blah, 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 They need more of those, not just, Damian Priest, tonight you took on Sheamus and Jeff Hardy in a match. And while you won, what are your thoughts going forward as United States champion? By the way, happy birthday. Like, that's what they did last night. I was like, no. We don't need the interview woman all the time or the interview guy all the time. We don't need Kevin Patrick or Sarah Schreiber interviewing every time. We can do the whole, they're in a dark space or in a locker room, and they're just going to cut their promo. Let them go at it. And I would say guys like Bobby Lashley, Big E, don't overscript them either. Bullet points. Bullet points. Just like NXT. Adam Cole said, 
In NXT, he was never fully scripted. He said in NXT, they always gave him bullet points and had so much confidence in him that they let him go out there and say, hey, hit your bullet points, but say what you got to say. He said that on the Jericho podcast, that in NXT, he was never actually fully given just a script. He was always given bullet points, but never a full-on script. He was lit to go out there and just say what he, he needed to say to get the point across. I think they need to do a little more of that on the main roster. I think they maybe do it with Heyman, and they probably do it with Rome, Heyman and Roman, maybe Drew McIntyre, maybe Bobby Lashley, but guys like Bobby and Big E and stuff, you can trust them to go out there, give them the bullet points, give them the directive, but don't script them. Just say, hey, go out there, do your thing. All great, great talkers. Roman, like I said, guys like Roman Reigns, guys like Bobby Lashley, Big E, MVP, Paul Heyman, Drew McIntyre, they're guys you could trust on the mic. Give them direction and let them go. So next up, we had AJ Styles versus Riddle. 12 and a half minutes, and this was all action. When I say all action, this match was all action, and it banged. It banged hard. Styles took control early, but Riddle mounted a comeback, and he returned from a break about 90 seconds. That happened 90 seconds into the match. Styles got his knees up on a senton attempt and hit a fireman's carry neckbreaker for a two. Riddle came back with a German suplex for a two. Styles hit a Pele kick, but Riddle came right back with a knee strike. Styles followed this up with a pump handle gut buster as we move into the third hour. Styles set up for the phenomenal forearm, but Riddle kicked him off the top rope before hitting a PK and a dive. Styles applied the calf crusher here when they returned from a, uh, returned back into the ring, but Riddle got to the ropes to break the hole. Styles ran into a knee strike, and Riddle set up for an RKO, but Styles countered into a burning hammer and a Styles Clash to pick up the victory. Great match here. I do think this is leading to AJ and Omos going after them Raw Tag Team Championships. Omos then jumped in the ring, gave Riddle a choke slam just for the hell of it. In the back, Sarah Schreiber asked Shayna Baszler to explain her actions to the WWE Universe about why she so badly injured Nia Jax last week. Baszler walked off without answering. And they're like, why the fuck do we need this? I mean, I get it. Played up to later, but yeah. Uh, Flair. Uh, defended the, uh, Charlotte Flair defended the Raw Women's Championship against Dewdrop. They gave Dewdrop a lot of action early on in a minute and 50 second match. Dewdrop was running the ropes, presumably for a running crossbody. Took down Charlotte a couple times where Charlotte looked shocked. And then even Marie's music would hit. It distracted Dewdrop. She stopped running. And Dewdrop is taken down with a natural selection and pinned by Charlotte Flair. I don't know why this needed to be on the show. This is kind of dumb. Charlotte then attacks Eva Marie afterwards as well. Well, then we get Goldberg via satellite. Goldberg talks about Bobby Lashley. Now, Bobby Lashley attacked his son. And Bobby Lashley put his hands on his son. And he always vowed to... To um, protect his son. He said, as a father, you should understand that. But hopefully you're a better father than you are a liar. Because I know you knew it was my son who jumped you. He's like, when I saw my son laying there, I knew I had to defend him. I knew I had to avenge his honor. And I will be waiting for you, Bobby Lashley. You. He said, I, he said, you will be my next victim. And I will enjoy handing out the punishment. Now, as far as Goldberg goes. I believe Goldberg's contract is up at the end of next year. Also, also, he said, 
He said he'll enjoy handing out the punishment, and hopefully if he can, he'll kill Bobby Lashley. And I go, whoa, that's premeditated murder. You gonna get arrested before you even get the match there, Sonny. First, Bill Goldberg, his contract is up next year. He's got to work at least two matches. At least two matches next year, and then his contract is up. So we go back to the ring, and even Marie's there. She's getting booed throughout whatever she's trying to say. I don't even know. She said that she would have won and beat Charlotte Flair for the title on, like, Dewdrop, And then the music of Shayna Baszler hits, and she marches straight down to the ring. Baszler put uh, Eva Marie in the Carafuda clutch, and Marie tapped out before passing out. Crowd cheered loudly for Shayna Baszler. Baszler also stomped on Eva Marie's elbow on the steel steps. She screamed in, in pain, I guess you could say. Screamed and cried and just belted out ouches and stuff. And the crowd's like, one more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. And Shayna Baszler walks off. She killed Eva Marie. I don't know what this is for. Hopefully she kills somebody else next week. I don't know. They said because of the injury suffered to Nia Jax, she's going to be off for a little while. So we'll see what this all leads to. But I like this ruthless, give no shits. I've just got a bad attitude, Shayna Baszler. I love it. I absolutely love it because... That's the real Shayna Baszler that we've needed on the main roster since after she lost to Becky at WrestleMania last year. She did the whole thing with Becky, and she vampired her, biting her on the neck. She lost to her at WrestleMania, and then she was never the same Shayna Baszler again. She wasn't. She hasn't been. The badass Shayna Baszler is back. Chris Schreiber then interviewed Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley. This was kind of dumb. Rhea said that the draft doesn't matter to them because they can go on either brand as the tag team champions. Nike then calls them the, what does she call them? Super brutality. And then says, as a team, we need matching gear. This is how does blue look on you? Rhea then says, oh, I like the color blue, but no. And walks off. Shane and the, or the Naya then starts talking, or not Naya, Nikki then starts talking about how maybe I get her a cape and a mask and this and that. And I'm like, oh no. Oh, no, 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 no. Lashley comes down for this match with, with Big E, and there's about 25 minutes left in the show, and I go, oh, this is getting some time. Yes. No. 30. Mm, let me do the math here. Uh, 30, 30, 25 minutes, 25 minutes, 25 minutes. 25 minutes left in the show. So Lashley's in the ring. Big E's making his way out. And soon as he walks up the steps, Lashley meets him at the door, knocks him down. Lashley drove him into the barricade and the steel steps and the post and the side of the cage. And I think he smacked his head on the announce table as well. Lashley then drove the steel steps into the back of Big E as they went to break. And you now wonder, will this match even happen with 25 minutes left in the show? Show comes back with 20 minutes. They're both in the cage. They said that, it, that through the whole break, medical was checking on Big E, as Bobby Lashley was pacing in the ring, yelling, laughing, with a smile on his face. After the break, the referee asked Big E one last time, are you sure? Are you sure about this? He said, yes, start the match. Bobby Lashley runs at him and immediately gets taken down with an STO for a one count. Uh, Big E was on offense briefly until Lashley cut him off. Lashley tried to spear, but Big E hip-tossed him into the uh, buckle before driving him three times into the cage. Lashley blocked him from doing more damage and hit an overhead suplex. 
Big E tried a big ending off the ropes, but Lashley countered into a dragon sleeper over the top rope. Lashley tried climbing out of the cage, but Big E met him up at the top, bounced his head off the side of the cage. Lashley falls down. This then brings out the Hurt Business, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. They tried to get involved, didn't really get too much involved, but they did knock Big E off the cage. This would then bring down the New Day. So as we're all focused on what's going on with Shelton and Cedric and Big E, Bobby's trying to climb out the door. Well, as Bobby gets his head out the door, Xavier runs up and just, whang, slams the door right into the dome of Bobby Lashley hard. Kofi runs down, pulls, I think it was Cedric, off the side of the cage. They all start brawling. Kofi climbs the cage. Trusts fall off almost the top of the cage onto the Hurt Business. This was great, and we go to commercial break. Told us that when we came back, they told us that Adam Pierce had ejected Kingston, Woods, Alexander, and Benjamin from ringside, that they were not allowed to come back out. At this point, there's about 13 or so minutes left in the match or in the show itself. Big E hits an overhead belly to belly, but Lashley came right back with a spear for a two. Crowd chanted, Let's go, Big E. Lashley wanted to leave through the door, but Big E kept grabbing him so he couldn't fully get out. Lashley went after Big E and hit a big ending for a near fall. Big E then went to the door and Lashley stopped him as well and hit him with a spine buster. Lashley tried climbing the cage, but Big E again went after him and hit the big ending off the top rope to the mat for the pinfall victory. Big E retains the WWE Championship in a freaking banger. I enjoyed the shit out of this match. I really, really, really like this match. So afterwards, Big E's celebrating. They lift up the cage and everything. Big E's, you know, mouthing off. Oh, yeah, this is my belt. I told you I'd defend the title, and I'd beat Bobby Lashley, and this and that, and this and that, and you hear, ring, ding, 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 ding. Out comes Drew McIntyre. He's got the sword, Angela. He points it down towards the ring and, and basically makes it known. I want, a, I want the title. I want a shot. Because remember, as long as Bobby was the champion, Drew could not challenge for the title. But now that Big E is the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre can once again challenge for the WWE championship. So here's what I think is going on here, ladies and germs. Friday starts the draft. There have been rumors for about two months now. Oh, they're going to move Drew McIntyre over to, Mon- or over to Friday Night SmackDown, and he's going he's gonna to challenge Roman Reigns for the uni- Universal Championship. That was the whole rumor and stuff coming out of he can't challenge for the WWE title anymore. But now that Big E's the champion, he can. Also, they've beaten Bobby two nights in a row. He took the pin two nights in a row. He lost the title. He's not the champion anymore. I think what's going to happen is his plan has changed. Because the plan at one point was, and I can confirm, was Drew McIntyre moving over to SmackDown. But I think the plan has changed. I think it is now Drew McIntyre staying on Monday Night Raw and Bobby Lashley moving over to Friday Night SmackDown. Bobby Lashley, and hopefully the entire Hurt Business. We then go through Crown Jewel, come out of Crown Jewel, do Survivor Series Raw versus SmackDown, but then when we get to December, Bobby Lashley challenges for the belt. Bobby Lashley goes after the Universal Champion, and we get the bloodline against the Hurt Business. Give it to me. Give it to me. It probably won't happen until December, because again, Roman's tied up with, he's tied up with Brock for Crown Jewel in October, 
Then we've got Survivor Series in October, where it'll probably be Bobby Lashley, or not Bobby Lashley, Big E versus Roman Reigns. And then we go from there. I think that's the route they go. I think Bobby Lashley and possibly Shelton and Cedric all get moved over to Friday Night SmackDown at the Hurt Business and in tow MVP with them as well. But with that, guys, that was Monday Night Raw, a very, very enjoyable show. A couple things where I was like, eh, I get it. They need a filler. Sure, why not? Not everything can be perfect on a show, but a lot of really, really good stuff tonight. But with that, guys, you know what I thought about Monday Night Raw. Now I want to know what you think about tonight's show. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, you can put a super chat in the YouTube chat. Or you can text into 510-906-1341. Again, that number is 510-906-1341. But let's check the polls first. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 71% liked tonight's Monday Night Raw. 14% thought it was all right, and 14% did not like it. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 57% liked tonight's Raw, 12% didn't like tonight's Raw, and 30% thought it was just all right. As far as the YouTube poll does go, 67% liked tonight's Monday Night Raw, 27% thought it was just all right, and 6% did not like Raw. And before we get into the text message, I do want to say that it's almost the end of September. That means there's only a couple of days left to help out with Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. And with that, we have teamed up with the good people over at Wicked Cuts Beef Jerky to raise money for Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. They have teamed up with the good people over at Connors Cure, WWE, and the V Foundation. And let's talk right now about how you can help those great organizations here at the end of Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. It's Patriotic Cancer Awareness Month, and we here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited have teamed up with Wicked Cuts Jerky to fight the big fight against childhood cancer. Wicked Cuts Jerky is also partnering with WWE, Connors Cure, and the V Foundation on this critical endeavor. Stephanie McMahon and Paul Triple H Levesque founded Connors Cure to honor the life of a very special little boy. Connor Malik, an eight-year-old wrestling fan who inspired the universe through his battle with metalloblastoma. Through their partnership with WWE and the V Foundation, Connor's Cure is dedicated to raising funds and supporting the ongoing research in new agents for innovative therapies for kinder treatment and ending patriotic cancer. Over 400,000 children worldwide are diagnosed with cancer every single year. And in the United States... It's the leading cause of death by disease post-infancy. Connor's Cure has teamed up with the Wicked Cuts Jerky Group to create a new flavor of smoked barbecue bacon jerky. All proceeds for the sale of this exclusive flavor will be contributed to the V Foundation and Connor's Cure to ensure the continuation of the research needed to help and end childhood cancer. Children are our future. We must fight to ensure that every child has the chance for a bright future full of hope and opportunity. So now you have the opportunity to purchase your own bag of smoked barbecue recipe at www.wickedcuts.com. That's Wicked Cuts with a Z. Remember, every dime of this special flavor does go to end the war of childhood cancer. All right, guys, so head over to wickedcuts.co right now 
and get your bag, if not bags, of their smoked barbecue recipe. And remember, all proceeds of this flavor right here do go to Connor's Cure and the V Foundation. They're not keeping any of the proceeds from that flavor, the smoked barbecue recipe. And it will help out a great cause in the fight against pediatric cancer. With that, now we've got the text messages. Let's read the text messages. First says, who's next in line for RKO and the Raw Tag Team titles? Well, it's obvious. It's AJ and Omos. They've been facing them the last couple of weeks. AJ faced uh, Orton last week. He faced Riddle tonight. It's obvious. This is AJ and Omos. Also, we do have a super chat. Uh, Jamar says, how long are they going to be able to keep Lashley and Lesnar away from each other? As long as they want, because Lashley's not around every week. I think you save that till risk. I think that could be a big WrestleMania match. Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I think that could be a really big WrestleMania match. Says, I thought Raw did all right tonight, but I have a question. If if you fantasy book WWE draft, how would you do it if power was in your hands? I'm not going to get into all that. That's a big loaded question that we may do a video on later this week as like a mock draft type deal. But that, that's something you need to think about. I mean, I I can I can fantasy draft right now. I think Bobby Lashley's going to SmackDown. I think that's one right there. Or says, do you think we have triple threat match women's tag team championships? And also, do you see Sheamus going challenge for the icy? Hmm? The person thinks Sheamus is going to get moved in the draft because Sheamus can't challenge for the icy title unless he gets moved in the draft. And no, no triple threat for the for the women's tag team titles. Nanny and Tamina, they're done. Give me Shotzi and Knox versus Rhea and Nikki. First thought, I thought, I thought tonight's Raw was great and lived up to Big E's interview with Ariel Hawani. When he said WWE's current competitors should force WWE to put on barn burners every week. Yes. Especially not just AEW, but Monday Night Football. They have to do things that's going to interest people and keep audiences throughout the show and not be like, all right, I saw something cool at the start. I saw something cool here in the first hour. I'm going to go watch Cowboys and Eagles. I'm going to go watch Eli Manning flip off the camera, you know? Versus says it's not WWE related with Cody Rhodes getting booed, even though he's a babyface. Do you think it's time for him to turn heel? No, because he basically said he never wants to turn heel. He basically said in multiple interviews, he doesn't want to turn heel. That's not who he is, and that's not who he wants to be. Versus says, if Keith Lee, so is Keith Lee a monster heel or a dominant babyface? He gives, he gave, kind of gave heelish vibes. I don't know. It's too early to tell, to be honest. I think with the name like Bearcat, He's going to be a heel and just wreck people, but it's too early to tell. Excuse me. Versus says, just before Raw went off the air, do you think Drew McIntyre will stay out? Yeah, I already talked about that. Versus says, do you think Brock will go to Raw or SmackDown during the draft? I would say that he's going to go undrafted, but he's been in all the promos. Videos of Brock have been in all the promos. I say he gets drafted to SmackDown because he's going to... I mean, this is not a good... Because, but he's challenging Roman, a crown jewel for the title, so he's got to stay on SmackDown. But they can do like they've done in the past. They did it with 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 The Fiend and Seth Rollins, where their match was set up previous to the draft for Saudi Arabia show. Fiend gets drafted to SmackDown, 
They say that because the match is already announced, they're going to do the match, and that's how they've got the Universal title over SmackDown. So they could have Brock challenge and then move to Raw, but I don't think so. I think he stays on SmackDown. Chris says, Drew McIntyre made his claim against Big E for the WWE Championship. Actually, you say WWE Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. That's not what it's called. It's WWE Championship. Says, do you see this match at Crown Jewel? Very possible. But WWE's been, been trying to get some big matches here of late. Crown Jewel's not for a full month. A full month. Well, I can maybe see them speeding this up and doing it on an episode of Raw. I really can. Or doing it on an episode of Raw, but doing it in a way that a rematch happens at Crown Jewel. Um, Chris says, do you think AJ Styles goes back to the place that AJ Styles built SmackDown as a singles competitor? No. I think he stays on Raw and goes after them Raw tag team titles with Omos. And if he does go to SmackDown, I think Omos goes with them. Chris says, thoroughly enjoyed Raw. Only thing I didn't like was Big E pinning Bobby Clean. It's damaging to his character and it's not believable. Actually, it is very believable. Very believable. I don't know why you say it's not believable. And if Bobby Lashley is moving to SmackDown, then it's fine that Big E beat him clean. They needed Big E to beat him clean because ever since becoming the WWE Champion, Big E has still just felt like a guy. But after tonight, Big E felt like the champion. Got the big win, and he felt like, okay, this is our champion right now. Chris says Ronda Rousey gave birth to her baby. Yeah, with a weird-ass name. It's like Laeki... Brown. I don't know what the hell. I can't even say the middle name. Like the first name sounds Samoan or Hawaiian. It's like Lakaiki, Laiki. And then the middle name is like Makalakapahonyamanyamiono Brown. I don't know where the name came from. Weird old name. But she announced on her Instagram she gave birth. Congratulations to Ronda Rousey and Travis Brown on the birth of their first child together. He's already got kids that basically think of her like a mom, a second mom, uh, uh, what, what they call bonus parent. But now they have their first child together. And this last one says, if Bobby Lashley is the one switching brands and challenging Roman, do you think he and or MVP are baby faces or heel versus heel program? I think it's more of cleaner. Not quite babyface, more heel, but not super full heel against the the bloodline. I think that's the route they go. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember to follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Pro Wrestling ULTD. And follow us on Instagram by searching for Pro Wrestling Unlimited. We'll be back here tomorrow for NXT 2.0. But with that, guys, have a great rest of your night. I'm going to do some work. Then I'm going to go on twitch.tv forward slash or uh, yeah, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy buddy to play some video games in a little while. So hopefully I see you guys over there. Let's hang out and play some games. Have a good night, guys. I'll see you next time.